So last week we started with the purpose of Christmas. We are just going to talk about the birth of Jesus Christ till the um, till the end of the year. And so today we are just going to talk about the benefits of the birth of Jesus Christ. And whenever we talk about the birth of Jesus Christ, it is linked to, together with the, his purpose on earth. It is linked together with <clears throat> his death. So whenever we talk about the birth of Jesus Christ, one of the things that has to come to our mind is his ministry, his death, and his resurrection. It was all linked. It was the manifestation of that purpose and that plan of God. His birth was to bring to pass the fact that God had promised that he was going to send a son. <clears throat> His birth was to bring to pass the fact that God wanted an ultimate plan that was going to bring forgiveness to man. God wanted an ultimate plan that was going to restore the lost relationship. And so whenever we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, all these things have to be in our mind that the birth was the beginning of God's ultimate plan of salvation. So we're going to talk about the benefits of the birth of Jesus Christ. And of course, we cannot leave out his death and his resurrection. Through the birth, we were able to receive the forgiveness of sins. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, that in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of of sin according to the riches of his grace it is in christ that we have the forgiveness of sins and so as the baby jesus christ was born as we celebrate and we remember the birth of jesus christ when he was born that was the hope of humanity that there was going to be the forgiveness of sins that our sins were going to be forgiven forever why because the messiah has been born the Bible tells us that through Jesus Christ or in Jesus Christ, we have redemption, which means we have been brought back. It means that without the birth of Jesus Christ and without his death, then we were under bondage. We were under a curse. We were separated from God. We could not come close to God. But in Jesus Christ, we were redeemed from that curse. We, without Jesus, we had been condemned. But in Jesus, we have been redeemed from that condemnation. And so if Christ was not born, then we, have, we would have remained condemned under sin. We would have remained condemned under the power of the enemy. We would have remained condemned under the power of death. But in Christ, we who were once condemned have been delivered, have been redeemed from condemnation. And whenever we celebrate his birth, this is some of the benefits we are celebrating. That this is the birth that broke the deadlock. The birth that took us from darkness. The birth that released us from condemnation. The Bible tells us that we have remission of sin. It means that the penalty of sin has been cancelled. The punishment of sin has been cancelled. The penalty and the punishment of sins that we were supposed to receive... Through Jesus Christ, those punishments and those uh, 
penalties had been cancelled and so we have remission remission means that we appear before god as people who have never sinned before and so when god looks at us he does not see a sinner robert but then he sees somebody who has never sinned before and so if you are in christ you should have it in your mind that you are not a sinner you have been in the eyes of God, you are somebody who has not sinned before. And God says that he will not even remember your sins. And so if God has decided that he will not remember your sins anymore, then don't remind yourself of your sins and beat yourself and put yourself down. Don't let other people, religious people, remind you that you are just a sinner. When God says you are not a sinner, don't let people who have misinterpreted the Bible call you a sinner. You are not sinner. You are not a sinner and we are not sinners. We have been delivered. We have been saved. We have received forgiveness of sin. The reason why we celebrate Christmas is that the birth of Jesus Christ was the revelation of God's plan for the forgiveness, ultimate forgiveness of the sins of men. So in Christ Jesus, we have received forgiveness. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Before the birth of Jesus Christ, we were all under the law and under the curse of the law. There was no way men could observe the law and meet God's righteous requirement. There was no way men could follow the dictates of the law and still meet God's righteous judgment, a righteous requirement. And so Christ, Bible tells us in Galatians that in due time, God gave us a son who was born by a woman under the law to redeem and to deliver those who are under the law. So we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, the Bible says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. As we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate the one whose birth initiated our redemption from the curse of the law and so the bible says curse is he who hangs on the tree and so when christ was hanging on the tree he carried all the curses of the law and not only did he take away curses but he ushered us into the blessings of abraham and so in verse 14 the bible says that the blessings of abraham might come upon the gentiles in christ jesus and so whilst you are in christ jesus not only has he removed the curse but he has connected you to the blessings of abraham so if you ask yourself that as a gentile as an american citizen as a Ghanaian, are you qualified to to <clears throat> benefit or are you qualified to inherit the blessings of abraham the answer is in galatians chapter 3 verse 14 the bible says that the blessings of abraham might come upon the gentiles in christ and so if you are in christ jesus then the blessings of abraham you are connected to this blessing and you are also a son and a daughter of abraham and you qualify to benefit from the blessings of abraham so the birth of jesus christ initiated our redemption from the curses of the law and our ushering into the blessings of abraham and so christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law and as we celebrate christmas we are celebrating the fact that the birth of christ liberated us and set us free from the bondage of the law from the curse of the law and that is why 
we have every cause to be happy and to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ and to remind ourselves the importance of the birth of Jesus Christ because it delivered us and released us from the curse of the law. Number three, the birth of Jesus Christ also initiated our hope of resurrection. Our hope of resurrection. That one day when we check out of this body, we are going to live again. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, the Bible says, But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. <clears throat> Christ is risen from the dead and he has become the first fruit. The first fruit means that there is going to be other fruits, but Christ is the first who resurrected from the dead in that manner. Before Christ resurrected from the dead, there were other people who had been resurrected from the dead. In the Old Testament, there were other people who came back to life. Even in the ministry of Christ, there are people that he resurrected from the dead. But when the Bible says that he is the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep, then Christ is the first fruit of the people who are going to be resurrected from the dead in that manner, in the manner in which Christ was resurrected from the dead. And so our resurrection was is also going to follow the manner of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Having a new body, having a glorious body. Those that were resurrected, they resurrected, but they died again. But in the second resurrection, after the manner of Christ, when we resurrect, we are not going to die again. Christ is the first person to resurrect in that manner. In a manner which means which means that when Christ resurrected, he is still alive till today. And when we resurrect, we resurrect to eternal life and we are not going to die again. And so even though there have been other people who resurrected from the dead, Christ is the first to resurrect in that manner. A resurrection that is unto eternal life, a resurrection that is by the power of the Holy Spirit, a resurrection that will usher you into a new body. In that manner, no man has resurrected that way except Jesus Christ. And the birth of Jesus Christ gave us hope that we are going to experience resurrection. <clears throat> that death is not the end of our lives, but we have an eternal hope. We have eternal resurrection. The Bible says, For sins by one man death came death by by man also came the resurrection of the death. For as in Adam all died, even in Christ all shall be made alive. As we have all agreed that we are all descendants of Adam and we have the Adamic nature and we have the sin of Adam and therefore <clears throat> through Adam death came to this world. The Bible says in Christ we are alive. We have come to life. And the birth of the little baby Jesus Christ brought us the hope of the fact that one day we are going to have resurrection. If Jesus was not born, and if Jesus did not die, and if Jesus did not resurrect, nobody could have hope of resurrection. But we have hope of resurrection because Christ died and he rose again. And he is the first fruit. And we are going to follow suit in that same manner. Of resurrection so Christ the birth of Christ gave us the benefit or the hope 
of resurrection. We are discussing the benefits of the birth of Jesus Christ. The birth of Jesus Christ initiated the change of our identity. The Bible told us that we were all sinners. We were all condemned. We were all following the princes of this world. We were following the detector of this world. The spirit of the air, whatever it instructed us to do, those were the things that we did. But when Christ came, the Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, that he has delivered us from the power of darkness. It means that previously that was our address. We, our address was under the power of darkness. We were under the power of darkness. But Christ delivered us from that old address and gave us a new address. And he conveyed, the Bible says, he conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. And so we have been conveyed. We have relocated from our previous address, which is under the power of darkness. And now we have been conveyed to the kingdom of God, the kingdom of his son, the son of his love. The Bible says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. Christ changed our identity. Previously, we would have been called sinners. Previously, we would have been called Gentiles. Previously, we would have been called people who were cut off from the plan of God, cut off from the inheritance of God. We couldn't identify ourselves as sons and daughters of God. But now, through Christ Jesus, we have been conveyed into the kingdom of the Son of His love. He has conveyed us. He has relocated us. Our address has changed. Our identity has changed. Now we can call ourselves children of God. It was through Christ. Christ made it possible for us to call ourselves sons and daughters of God. Christ made it possible for us to call ourselves saints and people who have been delivered from the power of sin. People who have been delivered from the power of sickness. People who have been delivered from demonic strongholds. We stand here today as children of God because of the birth of Jesus Christ. Christ was the seed that was given by God and we are the fruit of that seed that has that 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 died and 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 began to to bear forth fruit we are the fruit of that seed so Christ in Christ our identity was changed <clears throat> we became members of the family of God in Christ we became members of the family of God now we can identify as people who belong to the family of God we can call God our Father. Why? Because Christ made it possible. When Christ died, the Bible says he has given us the spirit of adoption. Wherefore, we cry, Abba, Father. We are able to cry and call God our Father because of Christ Jesus. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19, the Bible says, Now therefore, you are no longer strangers, and foreigners but citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophet Jesus Christ himself the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows in a holy temple in the Lord in whom you also are being built up together for a dwelling of God in the spirit the Bible says we are no longer strangers. We are no longer foreigners. 
when it comes to the covenant of God, when it comes to the promises of God, we are no longer strangers. We are no longer foreigners, but we are fellow citizens with the saints. So we are fellow citizens with the people of God. We are fellow citizens and fellow members of the household of God. It means we now belong to the family of God. We are no more strangers. We are no more Gentiles. We are no longer cut off from the promise of God, but we have been joined together now in the promise of God. And this was made possible through Jesus Christ. Before the birth of Jesus Christ, Israel was identified as the people of God. And so the Gentiles were not part of the covenant of God. If somebody wanted to be part of the covenant, the person has to change and become a, Jew, a Jewish person. The person has to forgo his family, his family members and everything and identify himself as a Jewish person. But in Christ Jesus, Jews and Gentiles have been brought together as one people. And now we are no longer strangers. We are no longer foreigners. But now we can call ourselves fellow citizens. We can call ourselves children of God. And the Bible says, because we are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his sonship into our heart. Wherefore we cry, Abba, Father. God has given us his Holy Spirit to identify us as his children. And this was made possible because of the birth of Jesus Christ. He made us members of the family of God. Now we have obtained the divine nature because of Jesus Christ. In 2 Peter chapter 1, the Bible says, According as his divine nature has given unto us all things, that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that he through the knowledge of him that called us unto glory and virtue and virtue sorry the bible says that now we have been made partakers of the divine nature the divine nature refers to the god nature and the bible says that According as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and through the knowledge of him who called us into glory. The Bible tells us that we have been made partakers of the divine nature, of the God nature. We have the God life and the God character. We have the God heart. We pursue things that are godly, that are in line with who God is. We pursue things that reflect the character of God. And this was made possible because of Christ Jesus. Because he gave up his life, because he took upon himself the life of man, took upon himself this flesh, and exchange in exchange, he gave to us the life of God. And so everyone who has come to Christ has the life of God. Everyone who has come to Christ has the nature of God. Everyone who has come to Christ has received the same God life, the same life that God has, has been given to us. And so we have obtained a divine nature. And this was made possible because of Christ Jesus. <clears throat> Christ has reconciled us to God. The birth of Jesus Christ is the beginning of our reconciliation with God. <clears throat> when Adam disobeyed God, 
All of us were in Adam at that time when he disobeyed God. And when Adam was kicked out of the garden, kicked out of the union, the fellowship with God, <clears throat> man could not enter into fellowship, continuous fellowship with God anymore. And so in the Old Testament, what we saw is that God sometimes had, when God had favor of a man, he will visit that man and speak to that man. And sometimes when God wanted to use a man to do anything in the Old Covenant, the Bible says the Spirit of God will come upon that man. And then God will use that man to do whatever he wants to do. But the Spirit will be lifted up off from that man. Because the Spirit could not dwell on on that man or in that man permanently but in the new covenant we were reconciled back to God and because we were reconciled back to God now the Spirit of God could live inside of us the presence of God could abide with us forever the presence of God could abide with us every single moment and every single day because Christ the death of Christ made it possible in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 to 21, the Bible says that all things are of God who has reconciled us unto himself through Christ Jesus and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. The Bible says that God in Christ Jesus reconciled us back to him. It means before Christ Jesus came, we were not at peace with God. We were not in a good relationship with God. It means throughout the old covenant, everything that they were doing, still they were not at peace with God means there was still some division between them. There was something that separated them from God. But in Christ Jesus, we were reconciled back to God. We were brought back to God. And the Bible says that now God has given us the ministry of reconciliation, which means that we are now responsible to bring other people into reconciliation with God. To bring other people to receive the same kind of peace that we have with God now. God has handed over that ministry to us. And this was made possible in Christ Jesus. And when Christ was walking here on earth, as he walked on the face of the earth, the Bible says that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. So when Christ was spent time here on earth as a baby, God was in him reconciling the world to himself even when he grew up he was young in his young age god was in him reconciling the world to himself when christ started his ministry god was working in christ reconciling the world to himself when he hung on the cross god was in him reconciling the world to himself and because god is in us the same way that he worked in Christ to reconcile the world to himself. He can work in us to reconcile the world to himself. The Bible says, now we have received that ministry of reconciliation. The same ministry that Christ had 
when he was on earth, when God was wakening him and reconciling the world to himself. Now Christ is no more here, but we have that ministry and God is in us. And what God is doing in us is that he's reconciling the world to himself through us. Amen. And this was made possible because of Jesus Christ. These are some of the benefits that we think about when we think about Jesus Christ, his birth, his ministry, his death, and his resurrection. Christmas has a lot of importance and significance to us because Christmas is the revelation of God's ultimate plan. Every <clears throat> Christmas is the time we remember the revelation of God's ultimate plan. When Jesus was born here on earth, God's ultimate plan of salvation had been launched through his birth. Now, you need to understand that the beginning of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation tells us a single story. For your theology and interpretation of the Bible to be correct, you must understand that from Genesis to Revelation tells us a single story. And it's about Jesus Christ. Right from the beginning, when Adam <coughs> fell from grace, God said he was going to give a woman, a woman who was going to have a seed and was going to give birth to a son. And that the son was going to bruise the head of the serpent and the serpent would bruise the heel of that son. And so right from Genesis, God's ultimate plan was to bring to pass the fact that a woman was going to give birth to a son. And so in Exodus, Leviticus, all those things where God was putting together his plan for the ultimate revelation of Jesus Christ. And that is why the birth of Jesus was so important that even the angels rejoiced that the whole heaven was excited about the birth of Jesus Christ because the long-awaited redemption plan the long-awaited plan of deliverance that God had in mind was finally being revealed. And that's why the angels rejoiced. And they went to the shepherds and they told them that there is joy in heaven. There was joy in heaven because God's plan that he had for man from the beginning had finally come to pass. And so the whole of heaven rejoiced over that plan that the divine nature of god that the one who created the earth has finally landed on the face of the earth in the form of a man this was a wonderful story and a story of amazing love a god who loved his people so much that he wanted to have fellowship with them that he wanted to bring them back to himself and he didn't care what price he was going to pay. He was willing to become a man. He was willing to become flesh. God was so happy and so excited that that um, about, about his fellowship with man that he wanted to come in the form of a man, in the form of a baby. And that is why we celebrate Christmas and remember the birth of Jesus Christ. Let our Christmas celebration be purposeful. Let it be meaningful. Let it not just be the end of one year and the starting of another year. Let it not just be time 
that we, we, we celebrate and make merry with our friends. It is good to celebrate and make merry with your friends. Let it not just be time that we go about shopping and buying things and spending money. But let our Christmas be meaningful. Let's sit down and meditate on the purpose of Christmas. Let's sit down and meditate on the benefits of Christmas. Let's sit down and think, why are we celebrating Christmas? Why is the whole world rejoicing? Let's not allow the world to the the the, the merrymaking and the shopping and everything the world is is, is preaching. Let it, let's let's not allow it to overshadow the main purpose of Christmas. As believers, let's think, let's meditate on these things. Let's think and let's ponder over them that how did how how does it look like for God to become a baby? How does it look like for God to agree to come to this earth and be born like a baby? How does it feel like? Why did God do that? He did that because of the love he has for us. And let's meditate on the purpose of Christmas as Christmas approaches and as we celebrate. Now, another benefit of the death of the birth of Jesus Christ is that he brought us healing. He brought us healing, delivered us from infirmities, from sicknesses, and from every weakness. The Bible tells us that he, he bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes we were healed. And this was prophesied in the book of Isaiah, that this is what Christ was going to do. And so when Christ was born, I mean, it was spoken that he was going to bear our, our sicknesses in his, in his body. And so when Christ was born, the people who had all these promises, when they saw the birth of Jesus Christ, they saw as the man who had brought the healing. The healing that was prophesied is in this baby. The healing and deliverance, the forgiveness of sin that was prophesied is in this baby. And the birth of this baby was going to bring healing to the world it was going to bring healing to generations it was going to bring healing to people who are sick and under captivity and bondage of sickness the birth of jesus christ was the fulfillment of god's prophecy of healing that he's in his body he was going to bring us healing and so as we are going to partake of the communion if you are sick in any part of your body remember that Jesus brought healing to us and receive your healing as we partake of the communion. Just like he, his body was broken for us to bring us healing. As we partake of the communion, receive your healing now because Christ has paid the price for your healing. God, Christ came here on earth to give us the God life, abundant life. In John 10, verse 10, the Bible says, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus came here on earth to give us life and life abundantly. And so if you have Jesus Christ, Know that you have abundant life. You have life overflow. You have life 
that cannot be destroyed by the enemy. Because Jesus Christ came that we might have life. So know that in Christ Jesus, you have life. This was the purpose. This was the reason why. This is one of the reasons why he was born. When he was born and he was a baby lying in a manger, he came with the fullness of life to men. He came with abundance of life to men. He came to give life to all of us. And if you are in Christ Jesus now, know that you have life. You have the God kind of life. Amen. I've lost count. But the next benefit of his coming and his birth is that we might become partakers of the inheritance of the saint. We were cut off. We were not part of the covenant. We had no inheritance. We couldn't have called heaven our home. We couldn't have called um, um, the blessings of Abraham our own. We had no relationship with the blessings. We had no relationship with the covenant of God. But God, but Christ brought us near to the covenant. Qualified us. And the Bible says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. And so now we are partakers of the inheritance of the saints. The verse that I read from Galatians said that now we are connected to the blessings of Abraham. And so know that you have an inheritance in God. You have a good inheritance. You have an eternal inheritance. You have an, inter an inheritance that does not perish. As a child of God, as somebody who has been born again, you have an inheritance. Let no one disqualify you. You are not a servant in the house of God. You are a son in the house of God. Some people have said that we are not qualified to call ourselves children of God. We are just servants of God. <clears throat> but if the Bible says that we are children of God, why can you preach from the same Bible and say that we are not qualified to call ourselves children of God? The Bible says we are children of God. The Bible says we have an inheritance from the Father. The Bible says God has sent forth the spirit of sonship into our heart. And wherefore we cry, Abba, Father. And so God is our Father. And so God has qualified you and I to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. It means that as we walk on the face of this earth, there is an inheritance in heaven for you and I. God has preserved an inheritance for us. And we, all of us, are partakers of that inheritance. There is an inheritance preserved for the people of God. And we are all partakers of that inheritance. Lastly, we qualify to have fellowship with God. When Adam disobeyed God, Adam was disconnected from God. Adam was separated from God. God could not have fellowship with man anymore. One of the main reasons why God created man was to have fellowship with man. That he could communicate and have communion with the man that he had created. But when Adam disobeyed, it wasn't possible for God to have fellowship with man anymore. 
because God is holy he couldn't fellowship with the sinful nature of man he couldn't dwell in the sinful nature of man and so when Christ died the reason why Christ died was the forgiveness of our sins one but also our qualification to have fellowship with God it was not possible for the Holy Spirit to come and dwell in us and that was God's ultimate purpose ultimate plan that he will live with us that he will have fellowship with us but sin made it impossible and so when Christ died our sins were forgiven and because our sins were forgiven now we qualified to have the Holy Spirit we qualified to be in communion with God to stay in eternal communion with God because of the birth and the death of Jesus Christ our sins were forgiven and now we were qualified to have communion with God the last one which I didn't I don't have on the slide is that we became children of God through the birth of Jesus Christ we're not qualified to become to, to call ourselves children of, of God the Bible says that Christ came to his own but his own did not receive him and as many as received him he gave them power to become children of God we couldn't have identified ourselves as children of God if not for the death for the birth first and the death of Christ Jesus through his birth his ministry his death we are called sons of God and because God first gave his holy son to us that whosoever believes in him will also not perish but have eternal life let me add again that the birth of Jesus Christ brought us eternal life we are not going to die when we die we shall leave it is all made possible because of the birth of Jesus Christ so as we celebrate the whole world celebrates the birth of Jesus Christ let's take time to meditate on these things what benefit does the birth has for us what are the things that we obtained because of the birth of Jesus Christ let's not just be caught up in the celebration let's not just be caught up in the merrymaking let's not just be caught up in the holidays and as much as we celebrate the holidays we enjoy and spend time with our family members let's also remember why we are celebrating let's rem- let's not be people who and en- who just follow the noise and enjoy and celebrate just like when they welcomed jesus into jerusalem they were making noise they were shouting they had their palm branches shaking their um, waving their palm branches they put their clothes on the floor for the donkey to walk on but they didn't understand why they were doing all those things they were just celebrating and didn't understand why they were celebrating let's not be people who just celebrate and not understand the purpose of our celebration generally most people will say yes we are celebrating because we are remembering the birth of jesus christ but what does the birth has for us why was the birth important for the human race why was the birth important for us as believers as we celebrate christmas let this be our meditation 
Let's make merry. Let's enjoy. And let's tell other people that Christmas is about Jesus Christ. Let's announce to the whole world that Christmas is about the birth of the Messiah, the one who brought eternal life, the one who brought salvation, the one who, who brought peace between man and God, the one who brought healing and deliverance, the one who brought good tidings, the one who showed us the way to the Father. As we celebrate Christmas, I pray that we will understand the love of God that surpasses all understanding because Christmas is a demonstration of God's love. And so I pray that we will come to that understanding. Shall we pray? Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we thank you for your word. Lord, as we go through this celebration, we pray, Lord, that you, Father, will continue to remind us the benefits of the birth of Jesus Christ, the blessings in the birth of Jesus Christ, which is the reason for this celebration. We pray that we will not celebrate carelessly, but will be mindful of the purpose of this celebration. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.